Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, the microphone messiah, and I am joined by the current reigning defending podcast champion, Mr. Brandon Tanguma. It's just the two of us, OG Bullet Cast. And honestly, I like I like it this way. Well, you know, shout out Katie. Katie's got work. We're doing this on a different time. We're doing this in the afternoon instead of at night. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Brian, we we you know, Brian, we we just don't know what Brian is. You know, he's like where in the world is Brian Tronic? Oh, I mean, I know his address, but we could put his address into the universe. Maybe somebody will go find him. Ah, maybe maybe we don't do that right now. Maybe later. We'll keep that in our back pockets. We'll, we'll keep it in our back pockets. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, big weekend of wrestling. It was, last week was a big weekend of wrestling, but we're continuing it. Uh, Money in the Bank is this weekend. We're going to recap that titles on the line. Of course, all that jazz. But let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, the Usos give a passionate promo. Uh, saying how, you know, family's supposed to lift each other up and they have to fight their family. Roman and Solo uh, come money the bank. The bloodline civil war is truly upon us um, or it's happening as we speak. And then um, after Solo uh, beats the hell out of Sheamus, the Usos give him that f- double super kick. Yeah, that was a good, you know, starting promo from the Usos after breaking up with the bloodline. Uh, the the crowd is behind them. They're still using the you know we the ones uh, hand gesture, so they're not like completely gone away from the bloodline. But I thought it was a, a good first step, and obviously Roman will be there this week, and maybe they'll turn turn it up a notch a little bit. I think they mean they the ones, as in they the number one tag team in this game, which you know quite frankly they are, regardless if they have the titles or not. Well, we'll see on Sunday or Saturday. I can't I can't keep it straight. Some of them are Saturday, some of them are Sunday. I don't know. Only the two days are or no, they've all just gone to Saturdays now, right? This year. I believe so. Everything has been Saturdays. Now WWE is Saturdays and now AEW Sundays, but then once football runs around, then they're gonna be Saturdays. But then what about collision? I don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. Liv Morgan returns uh to a nice ovation. Uh so it will be her and Raquel Rodriguez. Versus uh, the undisputed women's tag team champion, Shayna Baszler and Rowdy Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank for the titles. I mean, shout out Liv. I mean, what she like tore or like messed up her shoulder pretty badly and she's back in like a couple months. So she's on that uh, whatever John Cena was taking back in the day. So shout out her. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a clear, you know, that the tag team division kind of the way it is. And with a lot of the women in the Money in the Bank match. It's a good, you know, feud or match for Ronda and Shayna to kind of build up the credibility. I don't know where they go after that, but, um, you know, the champion, the current champions against the champions that never lost it. It makes sense. Yes. And then L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Who he's been making the media waves. Go check out the interview he did with Chris Van Vliet. Go check out the one he did on Cheap Heat. Uh, L.A. Knight is in this moment in time, man. You know, he is hot. He is a hot prospect. The fans love him, and he's a bad guy, you know. Uh, he defeated Rey Mysterio, got a clean win over him, you know, attacked him earlier on. Uh, Santos Escobar, you know, was coming to the aid of Mysterio. But all in all, 
of the self-proclaimed megastar, the former million-dollar champ, got a big win over the WWE Hall of Famer, the GLOAT. I mean, LA Knight is, is super over right now. I mean, I know we'll probably talk a little bit more once we get into the Money in the Bank predictions yeah. on how we see things uh, playing out. I mean, you said he's a, a prospect, one of the oldest prospects I've ever seen, but that just because someone's a little older and maybe they don't have the, you know, they're not a five-star bro, wrestling bro, technician bro, doesn't bro. mean you shouldn't hop on Dude. the bandwagon yes, and, yes, yes. and push them. DDP started wrestling at 35, won the world title at 42. Come on now. Stop playing with us. I mean, not not every single person who wins the money in the bank or gets a quote-unquote push needs to be pushed to the moon, needs to be the top guy. You give him a little bit of run. You see he's over right now. You, you see what, what he's got, how far he can go. I mean, I remember years ago, I was like, you know, I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but I was thinking to myself, you know, Titus O'Neil. People love him, love the barking. People like him. He's a likable guy. Give, give him a little bit of a push. Give him a title match. He's not going to win it, but, you know, push him a little bit. Different faces. Didn't he, didn't he have a title match with, like, Rusev or something? Like a U.S. title match? Probably. I mean, he, you know, after post... Uh, primetime like, players? Primetime players. I mean... Darren Young did the thing with uh, Bob Backlund, and yes. can't really remember what else Titus O'Neil did besides yeah. bark and slide underneath the ring apron. Yeah, uh, Fred Ross is doing great in New Japan. I think that was a great fit for him after WWE. Yeah, um, LA Knight, man. Yeah, I mean, the, I heard this on Sam Roberts' podcast. You know, I, I think I'll save it for when we talk about Money in the Bank. Outside of the ring, we have some anniversaries. Uh, HBK, HB Schnizzle celebrates 35 years with WWE last week. Um, he put out a tweet, you know, talking about it. You know, we didn't watch all 35 years of the run. I mean, if you, you can, if you go on YouTube and, of course, the Peacock, you know, the former WWE Network. Brandon, what's your, in the 35 years of HBK in World Wrestling Entertainment, what's your favorite moment? Moment of matches. My favorite moment? Um, I probably would say just the most nostalgic, the most closest to my heart HBK moment, probably. Would have to be uh, Elimination Chamber 2002 just because, or sorry, Survivor Series 2002 first ever Elimination Chamber just because that was a VHS that I had. I watched it just countlessly. Yes, he might have had the boo-boo short, the boo-boo pants that looked terrible. He never wore them again with a little Dutch boy haircut. But little Brandon wore the v- wore that VHS tape out for years and seeing Shawn Michaels overcome, even though I didn't really know what was going on with him overcoming the back injury and coming back and winning the championship, even though it was Triple H's boy and he's the reign of terror ends to... All that being said, that's my moment. Look, bro. Look, bro. HBK has so much, so much cool factor that he could wear brown tights and have a Dutch boy haircut and still win a world championship, goddammit. Uh, you have a favorite match? You have a favorite match of the Heartbreak Kid? Well, I mean, it's got to be one of those WrestleMania matches against The Undertaker. I've always been a little bit of a hipster and kind of favored the second one a little bit more, I will say. But both of them are absolutely fantastic matches. Um, If we're going to go off the beaten path, the Shawn Michaels. It's not off the beaten path because it's pretty well known. I love that Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan match. I mean, it's just so absurd. And Shawn Michaels is going to business for himself. It's not a very good match, but if you know what's going on and you just see Shawn Michaels flipping all over the place, it is hilarious. And it's kind of a a, re, a revert back to like pre attitude era Shawn or, you know, attitude era Shawn Michaels where he's just an absolute dick. And we didn't really get that post Jesus Shawn Michaels. So I find that very entertaining. 
Let's see. I see. Uh, favorite Shawn Michaels moments. I mean, there are so many, man. Yeah, you know, that moment, you know, when he's speaking of the, the Hulk Hogan, you know, match in that era where, you know, he was a heel for like three or four months and, you know, tr in Montreal and tricking them that Brett had come back in 05. That was a classic one. I love that. Uh, the old yellow promo with, with Ric Flair leading up to that, that, you know, that whole story. Uh, and of course, you know, I've say it every year on this show, man, it, that WrestleMania 25, I mean, that it, it, it was a perfect match in a lot of ways, man. I mean, just the storytelling and, you know, just Undertaker, you know, showing emotions that he hadn't really shown at all or ever. Uh, I mean, it just, it, it encapsulates, you know, what, what this craft really is. It, it is Shakespeare when it is done absolutely right. And, you know, they did it right that night. And then the, just, you know, Every, everything you know that uh that that Sean would would able to elude uh with emotions like that. I mean the boyhood dream. I know you don't really like that, but it's 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 a classic moment in in his history and his story and in the story of in history of WWE and and things like that. I mean you know he's my favorite of all time. I, I love Shawn Michaels. I I, I just I, I'll sing his praises the way Punk praises Brett. I praise Sean. You know. Um, Edge celebrated 25 years with WWE. Um, I mean, we, we know the story. We know the story, you know, broke his neck in like what? Oh, two ish or Oh three or something like that. Came back and was wrestling on borrowed time, retired in 2011, came back at the 2020 Royal rumble, um, do a massive pop. And then, you know, this run has been fun to watch, man. What's your favorite edge match? What's your favorite edge moments? I don't know. I mean, Edge, as I've you know said on here, Edge might not be my favorite. He's my mom's favorite wrestler for obvious reasons. But uh, I kind of go back to that Money in the Bank cash in that heel run with him and Lita. That's kind of one of the, like the like maybe one of the last lasting memories that I have of kind of that later first time I was watching wrestling. And, you know, Edge and Lita doing the, the live sex celebration and, you know, being a, a kid watching that and. It was just like, what what the hell's going on here? What what is what is wrestling? But um yeah, and then I come back. I didn't watch WrestleMania 27 live, but I was, you know, got into wrestling again in that 2011 run between when Del Rio won the Royal Rumble and you know faced off against Edge at WrestleMania. So um it, it's fun to see him back. You know, you know, there's been some ups and downs like the Judgment Day match, that super duper uber long uh WrestleMania match against Randy Orton that didn't need to happen. But Edge, I think, has kind of proven himself in this last run that he is, you know, might not be one of the all time greatest of all time, but he's definitely a legendary name in WWE. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, Money in the Bank cash in. Yeah, you know, uh, the Vicky Guerrero stuff was really good. I love that. Uh just Edge, you know, I've I've said he has the best spear of all time, which I I believe that. Still to this day, you know, just the, the way he sits in that corner and like he he, he turns it like into that sadistic you know, son of a bitch and stuff like that. Um, favorite match, man. Uh, God, man, I don't know. I mean, you can obviously talk about the TLC stuff and things like that, but uh, Edge, I just had some fun ones. He's had some fun matches. The TLC match with John Cena doesn't. Uh, I think that you know that that was a real fun one, and um. Yeah, man. The, the the matches with Jeff Hardy, you know, fighting over the world title, though that was fun. You know, him and Cena fighting over the world heavyweight title at times. Just really good stuff. Love Edge. Love Edge. Also, it's the 25-year anniversary of uh, the Hell in the Cell. 
Mankind and the Undertaker. Man, a lot of we're we're coming up, you know, 1998 being 25 years ago. And a lot of Attitude Era 25-year anniversaries are going to be coming up very quickly. And this one's up there. I mean, we didn't watch this live, but we were kind of numb to it at this point just because of how many times we've seen Mankind get thrown off the top of the cell. But, I mean, it still just ceases to amaze me, that bump. I mean, it was just a perfect bump that he took off the thing. And it wasn't Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 32. There's no crash pad. He legit fell, you know, whatever, 20-plus feet onto that uh, Spanish announce table. And and then just, you know, after the fact, and the obviously the, the one from the top of the cell through the cage, and that wasn't supposed to happen, and the chair hits him in the face. And, I mean, Mick Foley's just an absolute maniac. And I think at this point, because we've seen it so much, I think we're numb to the match. But I kind of I, I do kind of wish sometimes that I was able to watch that match like fresh eyes for the first time live just to kind of experience what that was, because that match was it might not be a technical classic, obviously, but just the spectacle of it would have been something to feel live. Absolutely. I mean, it's it is one of those moments like we were uh, I was hanging out with some people, and they, you know, they were talking about that, you know, just still how it has that impact and. Uh, every everything like that it, it's a crazy moment in time and uh it's the definition of don't try this at home i don't know if you would have like an 18 20 foot hell in the cell in your backyard or anything but you know just don't try and do this crazy stuff at home you know uh yeah, just- i mean I, I remember like i'm going through and watching all the attitude era raws and stuff and like you know they, the the feud of undertaker mankind like they built it up and it was kind of a thing and you know mankind and you know undertaker at that point it was his match and then so mankind wanted to try his hand at hell in a cell and so you're going into it from my perspective you know watching it 24 23 years later it's like oh okay you know this is going to be like a hell in a cell match cool whatever but you weren't expecting it to be that insane like they didn't build it up like that it was just like it's another match pretty much and then that happened yeah yeah it, uh the, the the craziness happened um but shout out mick foley for truly putting his body on the line for this business you know it's nothing but respect to him for real for real uh inside the ring roman reigns surpasses pedro morales's uh WWE title run so yeah it happened four days ago so technically roman's held the title for 1032 days now but the uh so pedro morales was WWE champion for 1000 uh in 27 days and then roman you know hit the 1028 day mark a couple days ago so fourth longest run in wwe history that's uh that's that's a feat man yeah i mean shout out roman continuing to to surpass legends Uh, i don't know who's next on the list i would surmise that it's gonna be a long time before he catches up to kind of the the big big names i mean isn't isn't like hulk hogan kind of like the next one Hogan is the next one, and that happens September of next year. Yeah, so we're, we're probably this is going to probably be the last milestone that Roman hits. Uh, we don't so know that, man. We we don't know we that. Have, we have a it, we have a world heavyweight champion now. Like he, Roman, we could be in for a long haul. I know I talked about WrestleMania forty being when he drops it, but hey, man, with this going on right now, you uh, you never know. Yeah, and I mean, we might get some of you know a WWE title reign because, you know, this is the universal championship, but, um, but he's already passed those with the universal title reign. So it's kind of like, Oh, okay. He's done it twice in one reign kind of as Philip is answering. Cause you know, Philip is a very important person. He's out here answering phone calls, making money moves behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Of course. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, uh, 
1032 days an impressive feat for uh for the tribal chief uh so i can't i can't wait to see went to see Do you, i mean no actually no he has to pass bob backland next i'm sorry he has to pass bob backland next before it gets to uh, hulk hogan and when is that uh let me look let's let's do some research here people let's do some research Bob Backlund, let's see. WWE Championship. Because uh, Bob Backlund, like, we're, we're going off of that run he had in the 70s. We're not going off of the, the 1993 or four run that he had. One that we had, like, for a cup of coffee? Yeah, the one. For, yeah, yeah, where, where Diesel beat him. I think he beat him at a house show, right? Yeah, that's right. Let's see. WWE Championship. Where is the history at? This 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 is great audio, by the way. This is fantastic audio. Um, it says here for my my research that I just did a quick Google search. It says Bruno San Martino. I believe this is the second reign was one thousand two hundred thirty seven days. That's the second run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see, the Sportster. This is a, there should have been like a this should be a Wikipedia out there. I don't know why if I type in longest WWE title reigns, so it didn't just come up like that. Yeah, but it's no. okay. I'm because I'm look I'm looking at it. He beat Pedro Morales already. Um, let's see, riveting audio, folks. Yes, riveting audio. So I'm looking at it. Uh, beat beat the Pedro Morales record already. Let's go to let's go to Bob Backlund. So it would be 2135. That doesn't sound right. Or maybe maybe that is how long he held it. So I'm looking at it. Yeah, the next one would be Hogan of the uh he would Hogan held it for 1474 days. So if he hits 1475, then boom. Third longest run in history, and then he would have to go on to pass. Bob Backlund, if that's even possible right now. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, ladies and gentlemen. We are in an interesting time. Uh, let's talk NXT Gold Rush uh, real quick. Um, Tiffany Stratton retained against Thea Hale. Good match. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, you had uh, Dempsey and Gulak out there, you know, causing a little bit of a distraction. Uh, and Tiffany was able to roll her up, you know, traditional heel work to retain a championship. And then Baron Corbin brought back the lone wolf persona. He looked like a star. Um, had a great match with Carmelo Hayes. All in all, Carmelo Hayes is still him. He is still the NXT champ. Shocker. Uh, you know, all this gold rush action and we didn't get title changes. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, decent, yeah. Decent, decent matches. You know, I was told this is an AEW week. So I'm taking NXT off. That's what I do. Oh, if there, if there are big title matches, you have to know we would talk about them. I mean, come on now. Ah, I mean, it's only NXT. Yeah, it's, it's it's better than that stuff on TNT right now. I know what I just said. I'll say it. I mean, you're right. Rampage is not a very good show. It's skippable. Now, Collision, on the other hand. I mean, is it must-see every week? I mean, it's only been two. We know the first one was must-see. Was the second one must-see? I mean, that uh, tag team match was a spectacle. Really? I, I didn't see it. You missed your boy, our our elevator friend, getting booted out of the building. 
I heard about it. I heard about that. Mm. Uh, Grayson Waller broke his ankle back in uh, April when he wrestled Carmelo Hayes, which is the reason why he hasn't wrestled yet on uh, SmackDown. Um, all these broken ankles, man. I just uh, ah. yeah, T's and P's. Uh, Grayson Waller, uh, Indy Hartwell, out there twinning with their boots on. Yeah, but, uh, you know they've kind of found a little niche for him. You know, doing the Grayson Waller effect, and I don't know how much it's helping him just because he's you know out there being a background player for some of these other guys, these other wrestlers. But um, you know, getting his name out there, getting his face and on the main roster. So hopefully, speedy recovery because I I do think he he's got something. He does. He does. I I like Grayson Waller. I think he's a uh, I think he's an entertaining uh, performer. You know, I. I I wish they did a little more with his little feud in NXT with Shawn Michaels. You know, he's like, I'm not a fan of yours. I was, I, I did like, I did like that uh, little route they were going. Should have had Shawn come out of retirement. Hey, man, I, you know, pe- people thought that was what's was gonna happen, and well, they teased it just so heavily. It was like, oh, okay, did. I mean, he has to come out of retirement, and then, oh yeah, no, we're just gonna have Johnny Gargano come out and wrestle him. Well, and then beat him. I mean, it made sense, you know, given their history. So it, it made sense. It it didn't it didn't make sense. I guess. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense, you know, if you kind of think about it for a little bit. But when it's like, oh, you know, on the surface, Johnny Gargano, Shawn Michaels, best friends. Well, let me tell you about my best friend. It's a one. Love me till the end. No. You're Shout not around big. R.I.P. Big. You're not, you're not a fan. What if I'm not a fan? You're not. I love that show. Oh, oh I got right. season three box set at my house. Wow, look at you. Or is it season three? I don't know. I have a box set of Robin Baker Mouse. I bet you do. All right, let's go to the fan mail, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get let's get this out of the way. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Robert Walker. Uh, guys, we know that Cody had the best run out of WWE from Bullet Club to AEW. My question is, who had the second best or third best run since leaving WWE? Um, well, you go Jericho and Cardona, right? I was going back in time even more. You could say Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle and TNA. I mean, well, Kurt Angle no, te- I, technically I, has been like part of TNA more than he's been part of WWE. Well, I think what he means by this is like since Cody left, who had the best. That that's what he means by this. Um, so yeah, I mean, you go Jericho and Cardona. I mean, Jericho, you know, he went and did the New Japan stuff, and obviously becoming the first AEW champ, and the Wizard and the Ocho and Le Champion, and the Ring of Honor title run, you know. And then Cardona, Cardona's been doing it, man. Like I just listened to an interview he had with uh, Sam Roberts. He's really been doing the thing: the Deathmatch King, the Internet Champ. You know, Stephanie Lander, the former Persia Paradas, accompanied him. Uh, on on this journey now, and she's the internet woman's champion and the deathmatch queen and all these other things. I mean, they're they're really doing it, man. They, he's he's really raised his equity quite a bit, and you know, uh, Matt Cardona will be out here next month for BTW uh, in Newark, so go check him out. I believe that's July twenty eighth. Um, but yeah, I'd say those two. Uh, I mean, I'd say you know Brian Danielson's got to be up there as well. He hasn't done you know the everything he really wants to. In terms of like you know going outside of just AEW and wrestling like in Japan and Mexico and yeah, whatever else like, he wants to do, it has like he hasn't really like the th- like the things you know what I mean. 
Like when Cody, but he's still, I mean, he's still out there having really good matches, and I will say he's not yeah, like sure, but like he, he he's just like doing his own thing. He's not like recreating himself, but I I think at this point we're almost. I think we would have assumed we would have just immediately said Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, but I I mean, yeah, she she did have the ankle injury against Willow Nightingale, and who knows, maybe she would have been a forbidden door this past weekend, but. I don't know if I'd say it's a disappointment so far of what she's done, but it's just kind of like, okay, I'm kind of waiting for like the next shoe to drop and for her to kind of make a, a big splash. I mean, look, we were there when she won that title. It was a, a massive pop, huge moment. You know, it was, it was a great start. Um, we just have to wait to see what she does more of. I think we have to wait to see what Daniel Br- or Brian Danielson does more of, you know, sure. He's having the great matches, but you know, with, with these things, like these guys have like, really kind of changed the course of their careers. That's that's what this means. Like Jericho really really truly added to that legend status by leaving WWE and going doing the stuff with New Japan and AEW. And Cardona, he like I just he raised his equity like I the the Matt Cardona brand might be more valuable than the Zack Ryder brand at, at this point in time. Actually, it probably is. Oh, the Zack Ryder brand was something about 10 years ago and then that just got completely stomped out. I mean, but you know, still, I mean, it, it didn't get completely stomped out. I mean, let's let let's see what what did he do after the the woo woo woo? You know, won the yeah, IC the title one day the one day title ran with the IC championship in front of a hundred thousand people. Let's not get that twisted. You know, helped Kurt Hawkins end his year long losing streak at WrestleMania thirty five. You know, the hype bros was a thing for a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, I, I I'd say I'd go Jericho and Cardona on this. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Nigerian Prince. Diana Parazzo. There you go. There's one. Okay. The, the, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see, I'm here for the hipster Parazzo. picks. There we go. Uh, Nigerian Prince, I'm really looking forward to uh, Money in the Bank. It's going to be fire. And Phil, congrats, bro, on the SoCal commentary debut. Way to hustle, brother. I appreciate that, man. Yes. Uh, MPW, Millennium Pro Wrestling. I was there uh, Friday night in Southern California with uh, Mike Wexler. Great guy. We had a lot of fun calling those matches. Um, yeah. Brandon, when are you come when are you coming down to SoCal with us, man? I don't know. When are you guys gonna pay me? Pay you for what? I don't know. You get I'm by, talking a handshake. You you get behind the wheel, brother, and you, you gotta pay your dues, brother. Brother, brother, brother. Yeah. Uh Dan, guys, if LA Knight, yeah, uh doesn't win money in the bank this weekend, would it be yet another huge missed opportunity by WWE? Talk about that once we get the money in the bank. Uh, Jack of all trades. Danielson versus Okada was one for the ages. It was it was very good. It was very, very good. Uh, no no Mr. X this week, so let's go into uh, Forbidden Door. <laughs> Sonata retains against Jungle Boy, then Jungle Boy turns heel. I like that. Yeah, I mean, the match, um, I forget if I said it on here, but uh, I, I was wondering what the crowd was going to react to Sonata just because, you know, in Japan, you know, he's going to push. Obviously, he's the IWGP champion, but I just don't really see him as like that that top, top guy that everyone's kind of fallen in love with. And I think that kind of played out uh, in Toronto, like the hardest of the hardcore fans were there. And it was you could hear a pin drop during that match. And they weren't being Japanese respectful either. Um, but they, yeah, the match was like, OK, probably like one of the lower matches on the show, but. It definitely did pick up with the Jungle Boy heel turn. Wasn't a shock. We kind of saw it coming. Uh, I really loved how Taz played it up. He didn't go over the top, but he played just enough into it to where, you know, it really got the angle over. I have my 
my doubts, to be honest, about what Jungle Boy can be as a heel. He's an undersized guy who doesn't cut very good promos. So how much can you get out of him out of that? I don't know. But maybe if you turn him heel, drop the Jungle Boy act, get him more as a real person, maybe turn that around and he can be a better baby faced in like two or three years. This is a possibility. This is a possibility. He didn't need to change. He needed a drastic change. You know, he says he wants to win gold by the end of this year. You know, this could be the way to do so. And I'm not opposed uh, to it. Maybe he uh, gets the FTW title and just like throws it away. And we can kind of get one last title off uh, AEW. I mean, it's not like nobody's really, you know, like. I mean, the the FTW is probably the least of my worries because it's not like really a championship. And it's only been held by Ricky Starks and Hook. So. And Brian Cage. And Brian Cage. Oh, yeah, Brian Cage, still with the company. Who? Come on, man. Oh, well, isn't he with our is he an ROH guy or is he technically AEW still? He he he's a ring of honor elite guy. Of course. How could I forget? He's an ROH. Tony Khan's best friend, Brian Cage. I thought Tony Khan's best friend was Cole Cabana. I don't know. Mm, mm. Mm. Um, but what else happened at Forbidden Door? What what, what else is on the list here? We're not gonna a go. Over the whole, we're not gonna go over the whole card because oh man, we're not, we're not doing that here. Uh, MJF retains. He he he, he preset a tweet twelve minutes in advance saying that he probably would have beaten Tanahashi by then. That was funny. Uh, he got it. He got it. You know, called Bryce Rinsberg a, a a dipshit. Yep, fun fun stuff by Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, a lot of shtick in this match. Uh, it was fun. I Tanahashi, I mean, God bless him. It's kind of a hard watch at this point. Um, it's almost Randy the Ram status, I would say, at this point. Uh, they, they, I mean, the announcers got reference. Shout out. I, I mean, the, the 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 announcers. You know, shout out uh, Philip's favorite play-by-play guy, uh, Excalibur. You know, trying try to make don't, try to make don't ever don't ever insult me like that again. <laughs> trying, you know, saying that oh, it's because of the different style turnbuckles is the reason why Tanahashi's struggling to get up on the ring. I mean, he did the same thing on Collision, and I he fell off, and I think that was you really said that. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice because you know New Japan has the boxing style turnbuckles were kind of the the whatever that the actual turnbuckle or the corner is completely exposed. So you have more footing or whatever, but I mean, Tanahashi's knees are kind of shot. His back is shot. He's been going so hard for like the past 15 plus years at this point, And he never really took time off. And I think all of those injuries are kind of catching up to him, especially within like the last year or two. And I mean, it sucks, but he still can kind of get the crowd behind him and he can be mobile enough. I mean, you know, we saw him and Okada wrestle at, in San Jose, and it was kind of was cool. more the same. You know, it was perfectly fine, but you he, can't have those higher expectations like you used to, like four, five years ago. Excalibur really said that the turnbuckles. I mean, the, I think the greatest commentary save of all time was at a, a Saudi show when Jinder wrestled Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. Do, do you remember what Corey Graves said when when, when wasn't when, it like the humidity or something? No, no, it was. So Jeff misses the uh the the whisper in the wind and, and uh gender bumps anyway. Corey is like, oh, you know, the vibrations from the ring made gender lose his balance. 
Great save. Great save. Fantastic. Which is true, man. Which is true. You're in there, mate. It happened to me. It happened to me last night. It's like a bouncy house in there. It hey, hey, brother. Hey, brother. It is. It is. It is. Um, let's see what else happened in Forbidden Door. Osprey and Omega. Um, you know, I, I hear this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is this is a true master class of professional wrestling. It's cool. I mean, really fun match. Uh definitely gonna be on the Cassies for match of the year. Um, uh, I, I think it definitely has to be. It was an absolute okay. fantastic match. You know, blood, flippy doos, and hard hitting. My one qualm, which I, I will say, I will complain about a match. Well, I'll oh. complain about everything, as you guys oh. all know. You complaining about Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay? I know, but they had. Uh, hey, who are you, me? They had Don Callis, you know, there with his two goons. The goons didn't do anything, which like I'm okay with. Yeah, Just they l- let them wrestle, but. Don Callis gets kicked out and then he comes back. No, like, bro. He, he, I don't. I get you're trying to like tie that in. Honestly, you should just let them two go out there and just do it, man. Yeah. Just and look. I don't. Well, I, I agree with that, but I am. I don't like him getting ejected and then coming back in. Like you could have just done the bit of Don Callis just being there the entire time, but not getting involved. And then he gets involved at the very, very end. You can do the same finish, which I like the finish because it wasn't, you know, Don Callis gets involved, but it wasn't because he got involved is the reason Kenny lost. He kicked out of the screwdriver spot. And then the Tiger Driver 91, which everyone's talking about. And I mean, it looked absolutely fucking brutal. It Kenny seems like he's fine. So good for him. Um, I saw a tweet of somebody like dissecting how he landed. Kenny Omega is such a great performer. He took the brunt of the impact on his left shoulder, but somehow made it look like he landed directly on his head. What a master of the art form. That's what, like, what the tweet said. Well, I, I mean, I hope that's the case, because if he can take it all on his shoulder and not, you know, yeah. get paralysis from it, then good for him. Yeah, no, for uh, real. Shout out the kick out of one. He protects his own finisher, kicking out of the one wing angel at one. I think the I'm kind of happy it's not overdone, but I think the kick out at one we see it a lot. I think like with New Japan stuff is just so great when you can t- kind of take it to that next level and the guy kicks but out of one and hulks up. If you've gone up. for, but if you like psychology wise, if you've gone for that long and then all of a sudden you can just have this burst of energy and kick out at one. But usually, usually what happens is. It's the kick out of one, and then that goes right into the finish. It's like, I give you everything I had. I give you this burst of energy, and then after that, I, I'm kind of done, and then he ends up losing. That's u- usually kind of what happens. I kind of think of like Ishii of someone who's done that a couple times. Shout out Ishii. Shout, out, shout Ishii out our boy Ishii. Um, um, but, I, I just, I'm going to give a shout out to Daniel Garcia hitting his dance in that uh, in that match for the uh, – was it, was it the it, all, international title or the television title was on the line? It was the international title. I thought I thought that match was a lot of fun as well. I think it's a, an underrated match that kind of kicked off the the string of good matches on the show. I, I do um, wish it was just you know Cassidy and Shibata or Cassidy and Zack Sabre Jr. But yeah. I thought Dana Garcia and you know everyone involved played their parts well. Tony Storm defeated Willow Nightingale and called her a cow. How do you feel about that? Uh, did you call her a cow during the press conference? Because I didn't see the press conference. Uh no, it was uh it was af- it was after the match, you know. Oh well, D- didn't see that part, but the match itself I thought was was good. Uh, the crowd was kind of dead at the beginning, but then I thought the the ladies really picked it up later and kind of got the crowd behind them. Probably did help that they got rid of the outcast, which once again, why are the baby faces who have been in a feud with these women forever still are not bringing out the Calvary? At the end of the match, we saw Sky Blue and Britt Baker disgusted that Tony Storm won. Like, 
why didn't you guys just come out with Willow and help her? Like she didn't lose because of the outcast, but once again, baby faces being stupid. Well, maybe maybe she was like, no, I want to handle this on my own. But like we don't we don't know. But you should know at this point, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and but Willow whatever has, are going to be all together. Willow, Willow, you know she's she she wants to you know handle it on her own. Like, look, I she wants to see the best in people. Yes, 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 yes. All that. Like, no, I got this. She has some pride. You know what I mean? Um, after that, with the press conference, Jericho challenged what Darby and Sting to Guevara versus the Painmaker, and then he busted a. Reporter open by hitting the water bottle with the baseball bat. Love it. Um, Danielson and Okada. Tony Khan shelled out the big bucks to get the final countdown. Yes, he Fantastic. did. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Looks like the guns aren't getting many men now. Because <laughs> there was a lot of money spent. A lot of, a lot of monies, but... Uh, you know, I thought the match was really fun. You know, technically sound. Uh, the crowd was... Kind of dead at the end, you know, obviously Osprey and Omega, it's going to be hard to recover from that. So that, that did take it down a little bit, but I thought they were fantastic. Um, you know, Danielson broke his arm, breaking his arm on just a four on a simple elbow drop. And that just kind of shows you like, we can sit here and complain and talk about tiger driver. 91's breaking someone's neck. Danielson broke his arm on just an, on an elbow drop, which doesn't even supposed to go on his arm. And yeah, he ends up wrestling for another 10 minutes, like a, a psychopath. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the X-ray. Bree uh, Garcia, you know, his wife posted it. Uh, hey, man, the American Dragon is as tough as they come. You know, it was like 10, was like 15 years ago. He wrestled for like 30 minutes when he detached right now. I mean, this dude is unreal. I, I do. Obviously, I don't want, want to wish injury on him, but I do wonder what was going to be the final 10 minutes. Because I did watch it back because when I watched it originally, I was like, oh, I couldn't tell. But then once you watch it again and kind of know what happened, you definitely could see Danielson grimacing and shadow grimace. Happy birthday, grimace! Um, Have you got the grimace meal from McDonald's? I did, and I survived. I did not die. I do. What does this shake taste like? It's like a blueberry, very blueberry. A, a blueberry gimmick they have. Yep. Is is it worth getting? Is the shake worth getting at least? Uh, like I, if I, mean, I just like, want the shake. I mean, like if you like like fruity ice cream, I guess. Because I am more of like a strawberry guy. I'm I'm like a you know I like do you like sherbet ice cream? Are you a sherbet guy? Like I, it's, I love sherbet. You know, go it's a there, healthier, get the, get the a rainbow sherbet. You know, it's it's a healthier dessert. You know, you don't feel as bad after you eat it. I love a nice rainbow sherbet over at Clancy's. Shout out Clancy's. Where, where, where's Clancy's? Where where's it? It's, it's at it's in the at the marina over by where Porky Pizza's is. It's right across the street from that. Over by where? Porky's Pizza. You don't know Porky's Pizza? What? Tell me about wait, Porky's, where the where the fried chicken is. Yeah, it's right across the street, right by that Seven Eleven, and right by that Ryan's. Shout out Ryan's. You know, I uh, I frequent I frequent there. You know, every Sunday night. Why don't you pull up, bro? You go to the bars and you go to the pot and the uh, the Porky's, but you don't go to the Clancy's. I I'm I'm you know I I really just started hanging out over there like last year and like and not in the daytime. I've only been over there in the daytime once to go to Porky's. If but, you really want to be a fat ass, you got to get oh. the Shamrock Sunday. Okay, okay, I see, I see. You, you, you a fan of the Porky's chicken? I, I do. I like it. You got to try the uh, fried raviolis. Fried ravioli. Really? I mean, Porky's, bro. I mean, like you get two pieces of chicken, some dinner bread, and and then some fries, potato wedges, like seven bucks. Oh, you're not beating that anywhere else. 
You're not. Everybody, if you guys are in the San Leandro Manor area, go check out Porky's Aunt. And then uh, afterwards, uh, go get some Clancy's. And then afterwards, go to Ryan's and just get obliterated. Yes, yes, go to Ryan's. Cash only, though. Cash only at Ryan's. Uh, go chill with my homie DJ Slap. You know, he'd be doing DJ parties over there uh, and whatnot. Uh, let's go to Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor defeats Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Finn Balor had a uh, video package play. Very, very good. You know, uh, oh, this was excellent. This is just fun. I love. I like this Finn Balor. This is a different Finn Balor. That is this Finn Balor more important than the Prince, than the Prince version that we got in NXT a couple years ago? I probably not, just because you know this. I I do like this Finn Balor. You know, giving him a little more of an edge, but edge. Once, yeah, more but, of an you know, edge once again, he doesn't kind of have the 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 baggage of you know the past few years of him losing and not doing a whole lot. But you know, I thought the match was really good, but. I, I don't know about having Carmelo Hayes out there losing to, I mean, like I get it. Braun Breaker did it. We're going to sit here in three years and kind of remember like, oh yeah, remember he had that match against Finn Balor. But I just think like in a bubble, I don't think you should have your, your NXT champion out there like losing, like even if it's a competitive match against a top guy, it could have been somebody else. And also I keep harping on it, but the main roster viewers goes out there, says he's in a title match against Baron Corbin. And then he goes out there and loses does that really? I mean, I haven't. I don't you know what the numbers have dropped yet, but I don't know if that's going to get people hyped to see a Carmelo Hayes championship match. Well, the number, the numbers, it did all right from what I hear. So it worked, brother. So those collision numbers, those did not work. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yikes! Yeah. Uh, Cody and Dom Dom have a promo. You know, uh, Cody's reciting "Cat in the Hat" and calls Dom Dom a scared little boy. Dom's like, you know what? F this. Um. Yeah, so this is a this is it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this match. It's you know a, a good little mini feud for Cody before he does presumably uh, Brock Lesnar uh, at SummerSlam. So uh, I think they they haven't like fully like played up the. It's not like Dom. I mean, there's always some like chicken shit heel uh, stuff with Dominic, but. It's not they're not playing it up. It's like, oh, Dominic is this just terrible wrestler and he's keeps running away from Cody and Cody is going to, you know, it's not like the the wrestler versus the manager type match. It's not. It is not. Um, What else is there? What else is there? We have Miz attacking Ciampa, so they're going to have a little feud. That's nice. Uh, it, you know, good, good little thing first uh, for for Ciampa. Wondering what is going on with uh, Johnny Gargano because, you know, a month or two ago, he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have him come back. Obviously referring to Ciampa. Ciampa's back now, and now Gargano's not here. So I have no idea. Maybe he's still I mean, that would be like a great thing. I know it's babyface, babyface, but DIY Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, yes, please. Maybe, maybe he still lost to Stockton Con, man. Stockton Con has Danhausen coming in, brother. What? Yes. So you you know what we have to do. Love that Dan Housen. We 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 gotta we gotta go make a stocking kind of appearance real quick. I think my boy Tyler has to come with us too. He loves himself some Dan Housen. Oh. Give him all the monies. All the monies, all the monies. All right. Speaking of money, it is money in the bank time, baby. They are in the O2 in London, England, the UK. Let's get it started. Title is on the line, of course. This is the we got the bully cast in the bank going on. Don't forget about that, baby. Don't forget about that. 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'll just walk out with both of them, even though it's not mathematically possible. I'll figure out a way. You know, I'm the I'm the most uh, winningest bullet cast in the bank person in history. You know, one, that one. means you're just really good at finishing second place. Hey, 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 hey. That's the lady I was with last night if I finished the second place. Hello. Let's get into well, it. Wouldn't that be a good thing if you finished second? So Zelina Vega versus Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark versus Bailey versus EO Sky versus the WWE Hall of Famer. Trish Stratus, Money in the Bank ladder match. Trish's first ladder match. Bailey's been in one of these before. She's won. Becky's been in this before, hasn't gotten the victory. Um, I'm going EO Sky. I'm going the genius of the sky. I'll go EO as well. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really see Becky winning. I mean, I don't really see Bailey winning. Maybe Zoe. Don't really see Trish. I could possibly see Zelina because they do like, especially with the women, they do kind of like to have those really underdog type wrestlers just kind of come in and win at like the last second. But yeah, I I do think EO is kind of like a good choice. You can kind of further cement the split between her and Bailey and uh, go, go. She can do whatever she wants. Cause I think EO is a fantastic wrestler. I think what we'll do is, you know, we'll just have, you know, Bailey kind of like, Kind of tell her like, hey, you know, you don't want to cash it in like this. You know, you want to do it like this. You know, I, I think we can do something like that. It'd be a little fun. It'd lead to the dissension. And then you know, we could possibly get a match at SummerSlam between the two. Maybe, maybe. 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 All right. Uh, Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion, takes on Matt Riddle. Now, Gunther and Matt Riddle had a series of matches on the Indies back in like, was like 2018, 2017. Good stuff. Um, I'm going Gunther though. We like it's it, it's it's not even a question. I, I do wonder how long they can uh, keep this Gunther thing going because he's been really good. And I wonder the, the matches back it up, man. He, as long as these matches are fantastic, we can we can go for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining. I mean, him and and Riddle on paper, one of the best matches I think you can have with Gunther. So uh, are you, hopefully are you they. And that and that and that London crowd is going to be smart, and they know what's going on. So, as long as it's kind of put relatively early, or like not a palate cleanser type open, spot, with. I think this match will be really good. But I will go with Gunther. Yes, um, Gunther, 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 Gunther. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defend the undisputed WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. I'm going Ronda and Shayna. I will go Ronda and Shayna as uh, as well. Uh, um, I don't know, get in, get out. No, hopefully, no one gets hurt. That's all we can ask for. That that is that is true. Hopefully, hopefully, nobody gets hurt because that's that's all we really want, right? Right, Brandon. That's all we can ask for. That is all we can ask for. Yes. All right. Next up on the list, let's see: Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. This is interesting, man. Dom needs a win, though. He needs he needs a big win. Give it to him. I am. I'm going Dom. Dom. All right. I don't hate that pick, to be honest. You've been very quiet on the Brock Lesnar front, um, but exactly. I will take the bait. I see that music hits, or however it goes. You know what I mean. I, I will take the bait, and I will have Cody wins. 
it seems very easy. Like it's straightforward. He should win, but it's almost too no. easy. No, man. I mean, like him, him taking some losses. You know, it, it helps him keep this, this because like he hasn't. The fans haven't turned on him. You know, like how with somebody they just win, win, win. You're like, all right, I'm getting sick and tired of this. You know what I mean? Like the Roman loss got him even more sympathy. Uh, to finish the story, then he lost to Brock, which was good, and then he lost to Dom. And people but, are still complaining, saying Cody should have won a WrestleMania. Exactly. You know? And then people will be complaining 10 years from now that Cody should have beat Dominic in London, England. Yep. Yeah. Even though Brock Lesnar will come out and cost him. And, I mean, I don't think Do- if Dominic wins, it's not going to be a straight-up match, obviously. There's going to be some sort of interference, probably from Brock. I think it has to be Brock. Like, if it's a Judgment Day helping him, that gets no heat. But if it's Brock, there, you know, there's more. It's not going to be as revolted or whatever will happen. Yeah. Um, let's see. Seth freaking Rollins defends the world heavyweight championship against Finn Balor. Look, Finn, he's been so aggressive these last few weeks and I love it, but Seth, Seth is walking out champ. Agreed. Um, I think Seth wins. Now this is going to depend on the match order, obviously, but they do like having one champion getting cashed in on, on the money in the bank show. And there's How about no we don't do that this year. How about we just don't do that? There's no women's title matches on this card. So that you don't have Seth. If he loses it like here, then it just takes away from the moment. It kind of leads to, you know, the story they've been telling of Finn being very vicious. Seth's ribs kind of hanging on by a thread. I mean, I say Finn wins, but I am. I know I'm not going to get points for this. I will complain if I end up losing later if I get this right. But I'm also going to say we're going to get a cash in on Seth as well. Okay. Okay. Um. Now let's let's go to the Money in the Bank match. Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. Now here's here, here's what I want to talk about. What I heard on Sam Roberts. Logan Paul. Wins the money in the bank contract. Like LA Knight is almost there. He's almost there. But Logan Paul does a crazy dive or something, lands on the ladder, and he wins. And then this is how you you capitalize on the cheers for LA Knight. Because people don't like Logan Paul right now. They don't. They, they don't. Great performances, but they, they don't like him. This is how you turn him a, a, a completely babyface. You know, you have him feud with Logan Paul, and you and you have them go to SummerSlam and have LA Knight get a big win over Logan Paul. Logan Paul, he has the briefcase. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Now, I've also heard people say he doesn't need Logan Paul doesn't need the briefcase because he is the briefcase. But I mean, come on, man. And this because like the money in the bank contract has kind of become a crutch for some people. You know, it kind of happened to a uh, theory last year and everything like that. Uh, for Logan Paul being Mr. Money in the Bank, you know, he can go away. And when he comes back, like, oh, wait, that's right. You know, he has that briefcase and things like that. So you're going with Logan Paul to get the Dubsky. I mean, I didn't did I say he was going to be in this? Like, I, I mean, I said it as a joke, but the, here we are. I, I'm not opposed to to Logan Paul winning. I think it comes down to the three favorites. I, well, I think the two favorites are LA Knight and Logan Paul. A little bit of a drop off, and then it's Damian Priest. Bigger drop off, and kind of everybody else. Um, I will go with LA Knight to get the win, and so then I will also go and say an LA Knight cashes in, wins against Seth Rollins later in the show, which. I mean that the pop for that I think is would be massive if LA Knight were to win, 
the uh, the world championship and you can kind of keep i mean i don't know what their plan would be with this if they want to keep him heel for a little bit or turn him face because of this i mean it's, money in the bank has always been just a heel gimmick and so i think it's kind of hard to turn him face right now but i mean the crowd loves him regardless so i think this plays perfectly into my plan if you're gonna take logan paul i will take la knight yeah and he's gonna cash in and be I like how wwe world heavyweight champion like like how like how what you, you gotta hit the yeah again <clears throat> so yeah la night yeah yeah and then we get dummy yeah dummy oh you're back. taking back to the fact of life dummy yeah yeah love it love it love it love it all right my family is going to war it is a bloodline civil war the usos take on solo sokoa and the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. I got Roman and Solo. Last Roman time I checked, Roman this is a tag lose. team match. Yeah, no, Roman doesn't lose two pay-per-views in a row. That just doesn't happen. And the Usos are a tag team. The ultimate tag team. They were a tag team in the womb together. They've been together forever. So give me the Usos for the win. Propel us into SummerSlam, whatever the hell they're doing. All right, I see, I see. Uh, we we have picked it up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will recap Money in the Bank uh, Sunday, Monday, something like that. I don't know. Thank you guys so much. We, we, we love you, as always. Uh, be safe and stay dangerous. Yes, sir. Ain't nobody better. Look. Yeah. Listen to us every time we live in the side. When you turn it on, it's just defining the mind. If you feel it, our opinions is great. When everything we moving now with the state, turn us on. If the feeling is right, uh, every opinion now comes from the heart. No time we move with a part. We on the radio, it's wrestling. Time's aggression. Here is the feeling in the pool. Get the lesson. And if you want to prove it to you now, here's the feeling in the time and everything that we did. Listen to the senators connecting it. Moving on everything that's pronouncing it. Everything we did in the time now with the testament. It was the feeling when we live on the stage. It's everything we do, turning the page. Nobody doesn't like us. The feeling when we move, we are excited. Elite podcasting. I know you like it. I know you like it. Yeah. The bullet cast. Feel us. The bullet cast. Feel us. The bullet cast. Feel us. Elite podcasting. We are. The bullet cast. This has been the bullet cast. Thank you for listening.